guys, welcome back to Between the Pages with me, your host, Sabria Sparrow. I'm so excited to get into today's topic where I'm talking all about how to have healthier friendships. But before we get into that, I of course want to talk about my obsession of the week. And right now, I am obsessed with feminine style, more particularly corset tops and satin skirts and satin dresses i have always been such a girly girl at heart so i love that like satin and lace and like this very girly girl feminine style is coming back i will admit i did not like the corset style when it first came out and i still don't really like the ones that are like tank top style with like the lines on the bottom I feel like they look so cute on other people. It's just not really my style. I really like the ones that you like hook in the front and kind of have the puffier sleeves. I did a partnership with Windsor this past weekend and they have a lot of really cute corsets. So I picked up a lot of corsets and a lot of satin dresses. I think in general, I am really loving the style that is happening this summer. I am a self-proclaimed minimalist. So I'm loving the minimal style right now and the very like Europe. European influence style I think that has a lot to do with the fact that like everybody and their mom is in Europe right now so good for them so jealous but I always find it so interesting how trends and style are influenced by these various things I did this whole bit on my Instagram last week in one of my captions about the idea of personal style and how it's influenced by culture but it's also a means of self-expression whether we realize it or not like for me I talked about how a lot of my boho and creative style comes from being an only child and being a creative person Person. and then how in the fall when I started teaching I had very academia elements implemented into my style and the very preppy parts of my style come from having grown up in a suburban area so I always just think it's super interesting how those bits of our personalities come out in different ways I also think it's super interesting how culture influences trends and style for example after the quarantine and COVID and things like that even though we're still I guess in covid a lot of people are calling it post-covid and right now a lot of people are obsessed with just being comfortable because we were comfortable in our homes and so yeah i'm always super interested to see the link between culture fashion and the things that are going on in the world so yeah things that have been on my mind lately So as mentioned, today's topic is all about how to have healthier friendships. I've talked about friendship a lot on my blog and on my social channels. I know that it is a really popular topic right now, which is cool. I'm glad that friendship is something that we are talking about more often because I feel like so often the focus is on relationships and relationships are great. I've been in a relationship for six years now, but I also feel like friendships are super important in our lives and something that we do have to take seriously if you've read my blog in the past then you probably know that I've had my fair share of friendships and friendship breakups I wrote a blog post called when to let go of a friendship a couple of years ago right after I had my last friendship breakup right before quarantine hit which was absolutely devastating for me I think like I said I'm glad that we're starting to talk about friendship breakups more often because they are painful and can be just as painful if not more painful than breaking up with a partner 
I think when we talk about friendship and friendship breakups, we like to attribute the friendship breakup to one particular situation or one particular thing that happened. But for me, in my experience, the number one breakup of friendships has been built up resentment over time. And that is because a lot of times I was friends with those people from childhood. And so, of course, there's a lot of offenses that have happened and a lot of things that you haven't let go of. But on top of that, when you are a child or a teenager, or a young adult we're still learning so much about the world around us and learning so much about ourselves and working through our own insecurities that for a lot of people it's really hard to be a good friend to other people because we just don't simply know how to and so for that reason I don't necessarily hold grudges to the people that I am no longer friends with instead I see those as learning experiences for me and hopefully for them and honestly I'm very grateful for those experiences because through those experiences I've learned so much about myself as I'm sure they learned so much about them and can take those experiences with me into new friendships with that being said I have done a lot of shedding of old friendships and moving into like new and creating and attaining new friendships and because of those old experiences I know what I will and will not tolerate in my friendships and also understand more about like my own flaws and what I have done in the past that I don't want to repeat and that this podcast is meant to kind of aid that transition from childhood teenage young adult friendships to adult friendships because our adult friendships are very different from our teenage friendships in a sense that a lot of times we were friends with the people we were friends with out of convenience they went to the same school as us and we lived our lives under the control of our parents or parents or our guardians or whatever kind of life situation that you had but the good thing is that as adults we get to actively choose who we keep around and who we are friends with and although like friendships may be bred out of convenience like maybe you met your friends at work or at school once those kind of things are over it's really up to you guys to keep that friendship alive and so you can't really resort back to the kinds of things that you resorted to as a teenager because number one we're older and the ways in which we view friendships is a lot different but also doing those things weren't necessarily work and is the quickest way to lose your friends instead we should really approach our friendships with lots of love and effort and intentionality because as opposed to maybe how we felt with our childhood friendships or teenage friendships it's not necessarily about competitiveness or popularity or making people like you but about like nurturing the friendships that you have being good to the people in your life and nurturing that companionship because being able to love others and have others love you is truly a gift and essential for human survival and on top of that having friendships not only influences your life but also contributes to the quality of your life and the better and healthier friendships that you have the happier that you are While you may have friends for different reasons or different kinds of friends, like work friends versus close friends versus best friends, I truly believe that the traits that I'm going to talk about today are traits that are necessary for any friendship to survive. So in my experience, one of the first or most important traits of a healthy friendship is when both parties of the friendship listen to each other with intentionality and without judgment. I know that this 
this might sound like communication skills for dummies, but you'd honestly be so surprised at how many people don't know how to do this or how intrigued with our own selves that we can be that we forget to do this for other people. I am completely guilty of this. There are times where I completely zone out of the conversation, maybe because of something that they said that triggered something in my mind, but being in a healthy friendship means listening to each other because one of the best parts about a friendship is having people to lean on and to talk to. This often means, once again, lending an ear without judgment, whether it be they're talking about something that they're really excited about or something that is getting on their nerves and not judging their decisions or being overly critical. Of course, if you have something to say or if you are worried about a decision that they're making, then you can approach it with love and understanding, something that I talk about a little bit more. But being a good friend is listening to your friends, supporting them, encouraging them, validating their feelings. And doing so means giving each other nonverbal cues that you're listening to what they're saying and that you're genuinely interested in what they're saying, genuinely interested in their lives and that you understand them. There's nothing worse than talking to someone who is only talking about themselves. I really try to make it a point that if I've been talking about myself for a while, that I'll turn the conversation to them in some way by asking them something about their lives or what their thoughts are because it shows that you're genuinely interested in having a conversation with them and that you're also like not dominating the conversation because that can be really annoying too. Another aspect of healthy friendships or another way to have healthier friendships is to learn your friend's love language and try to communicate in that love language any way you can. We often talk about love languages when we're talking about like relationships but in my opinion it's honestly as important in friendships because as an extension of my last point it shows that you've been listening and it also shows that you really care about someone when you notice the little things. Some examples of this can be like I said noticing the little things so if they talk about like something that they're really excited about or that they've sent in the job application or that something is going on in their lives communicating and listening to them also means like coming back and asking them about those particular things and showing that you've been paying attention. This can also mean like if they said that they have been down lately, then checking in on them every few days or like once a week just to show them that you care and that you've been listening. It can also mean that like paying attention to the things that they say that they like or showing them that you know them through the kinds of gifts that you give them for like their birthdays or holidays. For example, if someone says that they really like elephants then maybe you get them like an elephant bracelet or an elephant brooch or if you notice that they like a certain type of jewelry or a certain type of clothing or like a certain brand like if they're really into makeup then you might get them like a Sephora gift card again this isn't necessarily about like wooing your friends or courting them like you probably would in a relationship it's just about showing the people in your life that you genuinely care about them and that you've been listening to them the next aspect of a healthy friendship is showing up for your friends and genuinely supporting them. So this means showing up for birthdays and special events. And I bring this up because I, like so many people, have such bad experiences with friends not showing up for you 
for particularly your birthday. Like I know so many of us have the experience of crying on our birthday every year and being so anxious because we feel like no one's going to come or we feel like it's just going to be a disaster. And honestly, it really hurts when someone doesn't show up for you, whether it's your birthday or like a special event, because it makes you feel like you don't matter or like you're not important in their life. So if I have any advice at all, I think just one of the most important characteristics of a healthy friendship is that you do show up for each other, that you support each other, that you support each other's dreams and you encourage them. If someone is having some kind of event, some kind of opening, maybe someone just opens a business, that you do your part and support that in any way that you can. It also means being genuinely happy for their successes and showing that you're happy. I don't know about you, but I get so genuinely happy for my friends when things just like fall into place for them. Like, for example, my best friend Sarah and her partner, they always like have like the best of luck and it just makes me so happy because I feel like I am like living vicariously through them. But yeah, I think that just showing that you're happy and being as excited for your friends, if not more for them, really shows that you are gen- like you genuinely care and you're genuinely invested in their happiness and in their success. Another way to show up for your friends is by responding to them and being there for them when they need your help. This doesn't necessarily mean being on their beck and call. I don't know about you, but I am a terrible texter. Most of my friends are terrible texters, but I will text back and most of my friends will text back if you need help with something or if you're going through something. So while you don't necessarily have to be like 24-7 checking in on your friends, making sure that you show up for them by at least checking on them sometimes or being there when they need you a lot is really important. The next thing I want to talk about kind of goes hand in hand with the last two things I talked about with communicating in each other's love language and showing up for each other. And this is communicating appreciation for your friends in small ways or hyping them up when you can. I think that this is one of my favorite ways to keep my friendships alive because I think gratitude in your friendships and in your relationships and just in your life in general is so important and again shows people how much you care about them and you appreciate them. Some ways to do this are telling your friends how much you support them or how highly you think of them when you can. Again this doesn't have to necessarily be like kissing ass it just is like doing it in like small ways. For example if my friends are telling me about something that is happening in their life like maybe they just got a degree or maybe they just passed a test it's like reinforcing for them like I knew you could do it you're so smart you're so brilliant one thing I am notorious for is just like telling my friends how pretty they are all the time like we'll be mid-conversation I'll just be like you're literally so pretty like you're literally so pretty and they do the same thing for me this could also mean just like admiring things about them or complimenting them on like their style or their hair or things that you know that they value. Doing so just keeps the health in your friendship alive because they always know how much you admire and appreciate them and vice versa and I feel like in your life like you should be around people who admire and appreciate you and think that you're one of the best people ever. I feel that way about my friends and I know that they feel that way about me and that's a good thing. What is life without people that you absolutely adore? So on to like the deeper, more complicated 
things about friendship is I've talked about like the good aspects of communication but of course friendships aren't always perfect and there are things that are going to bother you about your friends and there are things about you that are going to bother them. So my next aspect of having a healthier friendship or having healthier friendships is to nip things in the bud and communicate things when they happen so that resentment doesn't build over time. This can be really hard because like I said in the last episode about taking up space, confronting people is really uncomfortable and you don't want to do anything or say anything that's going to ruin the vibe or taint the friendship. But doing so is also necessary for keeping up the health of the friendship because caring about your friends is confronting problems head on so that you guys can move forward. In this, and this is the next aspect of healthy friendships I want to talk about, you also have to be kind and make sure that you are being very loving in your confrontation with other people. I know that in today's society, we are all about like setting boundaries and setting things straight and telling people how it is, which is important for taking up space in a lot of cases. But like I said in like a recent tweet is that you also have to remember that you are talking to people that you love and in that you always want to make sure that you are confronting your friends with love and with respect which I know can be hard sometimes because sometimes you are really mad at someone. But remember that your goal in communicating your feelings to someone is not necessarily to make them feel as bad as they made you feel or to get revenge, but to simply let them know that they have done something to hurt you. And again, I know that that's hard. I am not going to sit here and pretend like I am perfect because I have definitely definitely done and been in some ways that may be perceived as like punishing my friends from hurting me and it's something that I have had to work on especially recently so yeah it takes a level of self-awareness to be able to confront people and to do so with love and respect but also always make sure to go in with good intentions and the intention on fixing things rather than hurting the other's feelings. This is probably the biggest difference between friendships I've had in the past and friendships that I have now where in the past or like in childhood or as a teenager as a young adult like a lot of confrontation would just end up in an argument and like throwing the blame back and forth and you never really got anywhere but like I said as an adult, you do have to approach it differently in the sense that your goal is to make this friendship work and to stop whatever behavior it is so that you can once again move forward. On the other hand, an important aspect of a healthy friendship is being able to take constructive criticism, have self-awareness, and to apologize when you're the one who has caused the offense. I think what we resort to as human beings when someone is criticizing us is to feel like it's an attack on us and there are so many reasons why we would be offended for that because of that but in friendships and in relationships it's often because it sucks to know that you have hurt a person in your life and it makes you feel really bad about yourself but it's so important to remember that when you have caused an offense it's not about you it's about the fact that you have done something to offend or hurt this person in your life and at the end of the day they wouldn't be telling you 
that you've done this thing or expressing their emotions if they didn't love you and didn't want to continue the friendship with you. In this, as the same as with confronting someone, it's so important to approach it with love to acknowledge and validate your friend's feelings even if you don't agree and to respond effectively whether that be like dispelling any kind of things that they may be feeling or any intentions that they may feel like you have had with what you've done or to apologize and do better in the future. And that brings me to my next point, and that is to always assume the best intentions of each other and to always have the best intentions with each other. Always believe that like one isn't out to get the other or that nobody is trying to tear anyone down, but that this is a friendship that you are both working at together and that you guys are both putting in your best effort to do whatever you can to make it work and to show each other that you do truly appreciate having each other in your lives. The next aspect of friendships and how to have a healthier friendship that I want to talk about is setting and respecting each other's boundaries. Boundaries, like I mentioned in my last episode about taking up space, can be either implicit or explicit. Explicit in that like you actively tell them this is a boundary I'm setting, please stop doing this or please don't do this. Or implicit in which you're like setting a metaphorical boundary and it shows up in the way that you interact with them. I follow someone on TikTok and her name is or her TikTok name is The Friendship Expert and a video came up on my For You page from her the other day where she was talking about the idea of downgrading friendships or upgrading friendships which is not necessarily what we're talking about today but something she said stuck out to me and that is that when you do decide to downgrade someone's friendship status because of maybe something that they've done, the right thing to do is to not necessarily tell them about it because telling them about it would be in a form like punishing them because otherwise why would you tell them I'm downgrading you if you didn't want to like hurt their feelings and as I said earlier like you never want to hurt your friend's feelings because obviously you care about them. I think the same can be said for certain kinds of boundaries like maybe someone has offended you in this way or someone you feel like is incapable of like understanding this thing or you don't want to talk about certain things around someone because maybe you just don't talk about that with them then setting like an implicit boundary of of just like not talking about that thing with them or how you interact with them is a good way to go about it. You can also set explicit boundaries, like I said, about like how you would like to be treated or things that you would not like to comment on. Like I have friends who say that they don't like when you comment on like their body type or you comment on like their weight. Like I I hate when people like comment on my weight. So that is like a physical boundary that I set with a lot of people of like we will not talk about my weight because that is triggering for me. So another part, like I said, of being in a healthy friendship is setting those boundaries and then also actively respecting the boundaries that other people have set for you or even just boundaries that people have in general. So like maybe someone just doesn't actively drink, then respecting their boundary would be not pressuring them to drink in social settings or maybe they're not willing to share something because either it's too personal or they're not ready, then respecting their boundaries would be saying, okay, whenever you're ready, 
you don't have to talk about that. That's something that I really enjoy that happens a lot in my friendships, even though I probably end up talking to them about it anyways, is that like if something sounds hard to talk about, we'll say we don't have to talk about that right now if if you don't want to or if that's triggering for you. It's also knowing what triggers them and knowing what kinds of things that people don't like for you to comment on or what kinds of jokes don't sit well with them and I am really bad at this I am like the queen of harsh jokes and I know that that is like the epitome of like toxicity and it's just a lot of the times the way that I have joked growing up and that has caused a lot of like strain in my friendships so something that I like actively work on is just like the things that I say to people and the things that I say like around people and always just like trying to keep it positive another way to set and respect boundaries is just to like respect when your friends or yourself are at capacity so maybe something is going on in your life but they've had a hard week and them saying you know I really can't take that on right now is something to respect also not taking on other people's problems as your own or being too wrapped up in people's problems I know that when our friends are hurting we always want to kind of be by their side and like I said earlier it's so important to be there for your friends but also be sure to like take care of your mental health and to not get so invested that it's messing with your mental health as well the last aspect of healthy relationships I want to talk about is just to be sure that you are reciprocating effort because there's nothing worse than a one-sided friendship. I think the difference between now and when we were younger in friendships is that we are a lot busier than we used to be because most of us have jobs and partners and relationships. Some of us are getting married, some of us have kids, and so Keeping friendships alive is a lot harder, which I think goes back to what I was saying earlier with the fact that you, when you're in friendships with someone, you are actively choosing to be friends with them because it is so easy to fall off with people when you are so wrapped up in your life that like you forget that the outside world exists. So being in a healthy friendship in this sense means respecting, again, respecting boundaries, respecting that your friends are busy now. We don't have all day to hang out like we used to. We can't just like come over on like a random Wednesday night at 10 p.m. to eat tacos and drink wine unless it's plans but it's also making an effort to make plans when you can checking in on each other if someone reached out to make plans the last time reciprocating effort can look like being the one to make plans this time neither one of you should be the only person reaching out or being the one keeping this friendship alive instead healthy friendships occur when both or all parties are intentional about keeping the equilibrium and about the effort that they put into the friendship with that being said no friendship is perfect and you're not gonna get it right every time but the point is friendships aren't meant to be tit-for-tat transactional one-sided or negative instead they require a great deal of love trust self-awareness understanding and communication and inspire us to be the best versions of ourselves therefore investing in our friendships is simultaneously an investment in ourselves and investing in ourselves is what helps us to become better friends Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Between the Pages. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram or sign up for my email list. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Bye.